1: I, I'm sorry, I was just pulling up a list of the Fast and the Furious films. Shut um, up.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, that's
3: smart. No. That's smart. James, I'm, We had our fun. Fun time <laughs> is over, I think. Oh,
1: okay. I, I didn't realize that kind of fun was something that we did at the behest of Liz Anderson.
3: No, fun is what we do when we decide. Like, not when you decide. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: the fast and the furious
0: the fast and the furious too
1: no that's too fast too furious don't... tyler don't you know how to count okay uh...
0: damn that's a good burn and honestly oh, no. fucking drag me i deserve that um uh
1: the
2: fast and the furious too fast too furious The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift.
3: Fast, Furious 4, have not pulled it up yet.
0: (laughs) Liz, you
1: had so much time. You had so much time.
3: It's not going. It is Fast
2: and Furious is the fourth film in the series. (laughs) It's interesting that the the fourth one is called Fast and Furious, and the sixth one is called Fast and Furious 6, which implies that there are... (laughs) Four additional films
0: Between the two of them It's, it's wild It's infuriating It's amazing It's, it's fast too, and infuriating. Too, too
2: fast, too infuriating
3: <laughs> uh, Hobbs and Shaw <laughs> I'm Hobbs and Shaw Which one's which?
2: <laughs> oh you Hobbs and Shaw boys
1: So y'all have some ideas uh, still planning to talk to Oromar at some point tonight. Is there anything else that you wanted to do?
0: Janet is going to ask, Hey, Gable, yes. can you, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the drinking rules are in, are in N'Goni. Will you come with me and help me buy some nice whiskey?
3: Of course. We've got to send a letter anyway, so I assume we'll go to the bar slash post office. <laughs> Great,
1: bar slash post office.
3: <laughs> yes, an invention uh-huh. I just made for Ngoni. You're welcome, All Please right. Anderson. See, the, Enterprises. Po- the post office, the
2: post office in Ngoni was sort of failing, and they needed a way to help boost the profits uh, and also provide like a public option for people to get drunk.
3: Yes, exactly.
1: Okay. 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 So we can just say
3: anything and then it'll appear. uh, There are things
1: that I like, like, yes. uh, Ungoni kind of has like uh, an area where like there might be some sort of post office here, but really you can't be a full-time post office. So yeah, that there's a bar there makes total sense.
0: (sighs) great i i love the idea that you can get a shot and a stamp for for like a dollar a dollar and a half
1: yeah whatever bottle they're trying to to finish off like it's like yeah you can get a well drink and a stamp
0: yeah yeah yeah.
3: and we can make any sort of combination we can make a dnv slash bar and grill uh we could make uh perhaps a little library that is also a place to uh get your makeup done. We <laughs> There are all these wonderful places that we can make with our minds.
2: And maybe we put them in one big building uh, and have a food court there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that building is kind
1: of named after the fact that there was a famous sort of griffin attack that took place there. It's called the mall. Um, <laughs>
2: where does the real word mall come from
3: isn't like a mall in gardening it's like a long <laughs> thoroughfare right that you could just walk uh, along
0: it's it's from uh uh a guy was just like oh shoes clothing food we got a mall
3: uh,
2: fuck
0: damn <laughs> damn dude that's why he's in hollywood
2: uh, <laughs> that man. <laughs>
0: they're trying to kick me out.
2: <laughs> 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 they keep they keep getting their giant cane really <hug> <laughs> trying to poke it into your window. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, 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 That's so dumb. Folks, we're punchy. <laughs> we're punchy.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All
1: right. So you roll up to this combination post office
0: slash. Uh, bar. Um, yeah, John is just like, he kind of just try, stri- uh, strides up to the, to the counter and he's just going to go ahead and test his luck. He takes out a couple bits and he throws it on the table. I'll just go ahead and get a bottle of your finest whiskey, please. And two shot. No, wait, four shot glasses.
1: I think the woman behind the counter is an Ungoni woman in like her mid-40s. Uh she's curvaceous, heavy set. Uh she's got some braids uh, that are done like kind of in an updo. And she really likes her perfume, really likes her makeup. She turns around and like is definitely looking at for somebody at adult height and then kind of has to scan <laughs> down to where Jonat is. I don't think so.
0: I will take my money elsewhere. Thank you very much. Gable, you're up. And he t- he tosses the loose bits in the air. <laughs> hoping Gable catches them.
3: They just hit th- in the face because they didn't like, ow, ow, why'd you throw those bits at me? Ah. I said, you're up. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Usually people just say it to me because I'm tall. See, I am up. I'm mostly up all the time. Uh, Gable walks up I believe uh, Could I get a bottle of whiskey And four shot glasses
1: You're not giving any to
2: that kid Are you
3: I Cannot tell a lie So
2: Unbelievable Unbelievable
3: I (laughs) will not Not right now Are you a ventriloquist Yes Yes (laughs) this is uh an act i've been working on i'm sorry do snakes frighten you i shouldn't have brought it with me i apologize
2: yes i cannot tell a lie unless it's an incredibly stupid lie okay well (laughs) this is my
3: (laughs) i'm very funny i I like to make jokes. clearly (laughs) so whenever this snake makes a joke it's me so.
2: And I and I'll get started with the jokes shortly, but 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 until then, uh four shots please. One will not be for the child.
1: I think this sort of bizarre vaudeville act has charmed uh, this woman enough. She does take a bottle from a higher shelf, then grabs a half empty thing to pour out some shots and slides them over to Gable.
3: We're also going to buy the bottle. Oh yeah. We're, we're buying yeah. the bottle too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she later. she
1: took down she took down a high shelf bottle oh, yes, 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 and yes, yes. Oh. It, included next to those shots.
3: Thank you. What was your name? I'm uh, thank you for dealing with me and my <laughs> my little uh, trio of uh, oh, uh idiots. Let me figure out a trio yeah, of idiots. We're nice. we're nice. We're nice and smart and good. No, you
2: can be nice and also an idiot. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fire Ah.
3: Well Afaya. while we are here, thank you so much. I also need to send a letter to the Uhuru. Is that possible here? Uh, what?
1: <laughs> to the ship that's parked on one of the other hexes.
3: Yes. I thought it would be nice to send a mutual friend a formal invitation to something.
1: Uh she she shrugs and nods.
3: Okay, then I would like to do that. Thank you. <laughs> Now it sounds silly that I'm saying it out loud, but Well, uh, think- did
1: you need me to write it? I know a lot of people can't read or write on ships, so
3: Well it depends. Is your is your handwriting better than mine? Mine is pretty abysmal.
1: Oh, does Gable have bad handwriting? That's funny. Yes, yes.
3: Um I'll write it. No, you won't. You're a snake. <laughs> <laughs> I can write. No, you can't. She goes, yes.
1: Just dictate whatever you'd like uh, the letter to say, and I'll write it down.
3: All right, Janet. We have a friend that we need to invite to a formal event this evening. What? How shall we phrase it? Here, here's
2: what we'll do. That you'll love. You're gonna love this. <laughs> We're gonna do a fun trick uh, where I'll tell you what to write. And to, to be extra impressive, the ventriloquist will drink a glass of water the whole time so that they are completely unable to speak and ruin it. Is that mm-hmm. what the shots
3: are for? Yes, I'll do all four, for sure. Mm-hmm. It's very impressive. Just,
0: from, from the back of the room, Janet yells out,
3: wait, was that our plan? Oh, this wasn't. And I don't need to be doing this. We could just leave and go somewhere else. But you know, sure,
2: <laughs> we could do any number of other things. This
3: is my year of and yes. I'm-, I'm just saying yes to things.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm open to whatever. I'm just trying to help.
1: No, uh,
3: you—you—you dictate.
1: Afia pulls out a a nice piece of parchment, grabs a quill, gets it ready.
3: Here I go. <laughs>
2: Don't you want me to start now? Shoot, oh, I messed up. Oh. We're going to need another <laughs> shot.
3: Oh, my gosh. Oh, jeez. What am I doing this I feel,
2: I feel so bad.
3: Okay. We're ready. Three, two,
2: one. Oh, I thought you were going to say go, too. I thought
3: <laughs> we were going to go and right. go. All right. We're two down. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh no but well, gable is oh, seven
1: feet tall, so this isn't
3: ah oh, boy real oh gosh hey Jonathan, I know you can't drink. do you want to help with the letter please
0: <laughs> Yeah, you know what How about this we'll have we'll have the the snake dictate to me and then when I <laughs> tell a fire that's when we'll we'll do the shot yeah okay. Just parse out these steps a little more because I feel like we're they're getting confused, and, and that uh, way Afia can be
2: absolutely sure that <laughs> Jonna is not a puppet.
0: <laughs> yes,
3: because that was under question, wasn't it? Afia for sure.
2: <laughs> I poor, didn't think so until poor poor now. <laughs> now I'm a little concerned. Wait a minute, I've never seen Afia speak while Gable's drinking. How am I so sure oh. that Afia? Uh, is a
1: real. <laughs> what I love about this is I'm picturing a snake sort of like uh, sitting up as though it's putting little hands on its hips, mm-hmm. just like <laughs> <laughs> maybe you just puff out a little side. bit to give that impression. Yeah.
2: yeah, I feel I feel like when Travis is a snake, he has a, the a big like Sir Hiss energy. Oh yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just sort of sitting with his little hat. <laughs>
2: Oh, speaking of which, I'll just turn my eyes into little hypno-hypno-globes nope. and, um, <laughs> you know. That's definitely not a
0: power. Uh, <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> okay. Oh, are we going now? I, I, I All, right. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. So, Travis, you say what you're going to say. <laughs> Captain Vale. Wow, we're going that far? Two, two words at a time. Okay.
2: <laughs> oh well, I you know, Captain Vale,
0: <laughs> captain, of the Uhuru. Captain Vale of the Uhuru.
2: We would like to request. We would your like presence. to
0: request your presence. <laughs> at at what's the what's, what's the name of the name of the name of no the not bar. that part. <laughs> We're not inviting. Are we inviting the captain to the bar, or are we going to the captain? Well, we should have decided this before we started oh, writing
3: god. the letter. Oh, Brian, please don't write this down. In
0: oh, dictation.
3: <laughs> oh god, i have done 7. Oh. Oh, oh, okay.
0: God. Okay. Okay, we can is do this.
3: A, is there Why a comp- would we send a letter to the ship t- for the captain to meet us on the ship? No, I thought that we would like find a bar that had like a nice band playing with a nice back room that we could decide on. That Or if anyone knew one, or maybe here. So here's
1: a thing. Here's the thing that I will <laughs> allow. Because we did jump to you heading to this bar slash post office so that mm-hmm. we could do this scene. I think you can all have uh, introduce one thing that you thought of to, like, incentivize Orimar to come to this meeting. You know, we know that collectively you are offering this bottle of, of, of whiskey. But... You can say, oh, I found a restaurant and it's this or blah, 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 blah.
0: As an incentive, Jonnet on the way wall walking to and like planning this, like we definitely did. Um, mm-hmm. Jonnet walks by like the Ngoni like barbershop, salon, what have you. And on display, they had mustache wax. Mm. And so Jonnet runs in and he, you know throws down his money, he throws down way too many bits for what he wants, and then he grabs it. When we do finally get this letter done, whether the captain can or cannot smell, John is going to take a small little like swipe of the mustache wax, and he's going to like put it on the side of the letter. Oh. So it's like, this is waiting for you if you join us. That's sweet. I like that.
2: Travis buys lipstick and puts it on his little snake lips and kisses the letter right where we seal it.
1: Great, great. So we kind of have one sort of like, yeah, I definitely used this thinking of Orimar and his proclivities and personality. And we've got one that was more of like a a, a snake bit. Uh, Liz, is there... Anything else you, that you wanted us. to add that that, that you Bring found, this home, Liz? Because you only get you only I, get three of these. In addition to the bottle
2: of whiskey, uh, I do have a real one. Okay. If we want okay. a real. I one. would love to hear. Um, I think that Travis got a new feather for his cap. Um, I think mm. that Ngoni probably has because there, you know, there's a lot of like kind of flying and 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 dancing and stuff like that. I feel like they probably have like pretty cool um, decorative feathers for like these dance competition battle things. Oh, that's really cool. Cool, cool. I like that. Yep. And the little kiss from the snake.
1: And the little snake kiss. So now Travis is in the lead.
3: (laughs) Uh, Is there a particular cuisine that the captain really likes on the ship?
1: I'll say yes and I'll ask you, Gable, why you know about it.
3: Oh, well, I would probably know about it from just time I have that rapport with B. Mm -hmm. So just from like hanging around and kind of scoping out, B probably mentioned like the captain loves this. Or even when we don't have a lot of stores, if this is available, he'll, he'll choose to have this instead of a more nutritious meal because it reminds him of home. Okay. Let's see. Oh, I want to find like a restaurant that does that here.
1: So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Captain came from a fishing village, sort of. Like they they built boats and and fishing ships came from the Bandari region. They also had a a forest nearby. So things that I could foresee being part of this, maybe some sort of uh, dried fish or the forest probably had mushrooms. Uh, what do you want to introduce to Ooh, the canon? Th- I like culinarily.
3: it because in the world, it's kind of creepy having a whole steamed fish. Like where did this come from? It's probably real delicacy.
0: Because mm.
3: it's still fresh. Where did it, how did so, it somebody risk their
0: life for this, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I like it. And now it's like, okay, time to go. Yeah, let's do the. Uh, let's have let's have the captain meet us here at this at this bar. Is there uh, a fire? I see that there's an open mic night tonight. Who's playing?
1: <laughs> uh, gosh, now I have to have another name. I'm just gonna <laughs> keep this list open the all the time. The Decemberists.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Arnie Parrot.
1: Now I need to okay, okay, hold Smash on. Hold mouth. on. I'm putting together. I will need you to give me give me a random profession, please. Um, podcaster. <laughs> Probably not
0: podcast Drill sergeant.
3: <laughs> a- attorney.
1: <laughs> attorney. 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 <laughs> yeah, so it's gonna be Zuri and the Waquilies. <laughs> Which would translate how to Zuri, attorney,
0: and how, how, oh, okay. <laughs> Zuri and the Attorneys. Oh, okay. Zuri and the
2: Attorneys. Which I love, uh, yeah. I feel like they're a band that they are all attorneys <laughs> at the same firm and they like made a band.
1: Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like, this is a bunch of people kind of in their mid 40s and like they used to play instruments when they were younger yeah. and they're sort of recapturing that now.
3: I'm here. Zuri's for it. the only really talented one. <laughs> oh,
1: Zuri started the group, and she definitely is the most talented. But More the rest of the attorneys—they—they've also got yeah, they've got heart, and that's the most important thing. Mm.
0: Okay, I'll start. Dear Captain Ormar Vale, you are due a counsel with your counsel. It's—it's it's high time that we come to terms with what has happened and what we have done. And so, what's the name of this bar?
1: <laughs> All right, so we're going to need to name a fantasy bar. Slash uh, Vermilion Minotaur. <laughs> yeah, uh, Vermilion Minotaur is, is, is a great name. Uh, I can see that causing no problems whatsoever. Uh, the comedy uh,
3: bang bang. <laughs> Oh, A
1: comedy. Page. Uh yeah, this is called the My Brother My Brother and <laughs> that's Me. That's what
3: I was. <laughs> the Daily. It's The Daily. Yeah. Actually, that's That's the not bad.
0: Fun. <laughs> Joe Rogan's bar. The Today Explained. Uh, uh, the NPR the Politics podcast.
3: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like really long, but you know it does have great top. Happy <laughs> <laughs> cereal.
2: <laughs> cereal. It's
1: called cereal.
3: That's not fair. That's not fair. I don't think that's fair. What it, do you want it
1: to be? The daily.
3: No, we'll call it cereal. Which one did you
1: want it to be? No, we'll call it cereal. We'll we'll see which one again. Uh, The bar's called
3: Hey Riddle Riddle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: No, there would have been way more riddle-based bits. Uh, (laughs) That's true. I I did look it up. Uh, The Daily translated into Swahili, which is also what Anansi has been using to name things in Ungoni comes out to Yakili Siku, which
0: I think is kind of a fun bar name. The daily yeah. equals. One more time. Yaki Yakila Siku. <laughs> my notes my notes for this show are fucking <laughs> trash. They're all like, I mean this one's not terrible, but it's also like what? As like I wrote the daily equals Yakila Siku. And then underneath the equals I put bar. Which is like it makes sense, but also it's like yeah, it's a full, it's pages of this scattered throughout this notebook. <laughs>
3: <laughs> See, that's why I just don't is, take notes. Don't me either. Don't take notes at all. Well, here's the thing: why? I I take
0: notes, and I'm still fucking behind. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's what James is for. James uh, is <laughs> to be notes. Uh, I'm bone-filled notes. meat notes now.
2: <laughs> You're a flesh book.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, oh no, Mark Zuckerberg presents Flashbook.
1: Um I think it's important for us to return to writing this letter. Oh, or... we can, we can do a lot of things.
2: Let's go to a music festival. Yeah. There isn't
1: one happening here.
3: Let's just stay like for all a of a Open Mic
2: Night.
1: Contained place. Uh, oh, look, you did, and you had a lovely time.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm going to sign up for Open Mic Night. Oh, here's a flyer. There's, okay, we would need bounty hunters that,
2: convention in town. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Oktoberfest. Oh, yeah, and they're
1: having a bird festival.
0: <laughs> We're just doubling back on our own shit.
3: Um, yum, yum, num num yum, num. I love the taste of this tail.
0: Okay.
1: And then there's a prom, there's kind of an imperial prom that we will do. I'll commit to that right now.
0: Okay. Um, you are you are due a council with your council. It's time we we make make amends for what has been done. Meet us at Yakili Siku an hour after sundown, Travis, so you will be have limbs, and we will speak with you up front and respectfully. Oh wait, no. Wait. Uh take that respectfully out. Uh Yeah, make it disrespectfully. No. No. What? no. no. I just want to use respectfully at the for the for the signature. <laughs> for the sign off. <laughs> and uh we will speak with you forthright and uh <laughs> Oh, how's the What's the, how do you stick the dismount here, Janet?
3: <laughs> forthrightly and p- mm, uh, Do you have a thesaurus? Back there?
1: <laughs> of course we do. This is a post office, combination <laughs> cool. post office bar.
3: <laughs> uh, it's a synonym for humbly.
0: We could just use humbly. Ooh, let's use respectfully there and then humbly yours, the captain's counsel yes. at the bar. Excellent. Johnny offers him a high five. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, heroes, it's James, your game master, and welcome to the mid roll. First things first, I wanted to let everyone know that radvertisements are going to be back open for booking. Earlier this year, we had a bit of a technical problem that I just managed to sort out. Which means, if you'd like a personal or professional message booked on the show, you're going to be able to book one on campaign starting on the 17th and on one shot starting on the 15th. However, we're reserving Monday the 8th on one shot and Wednesday the 10th on campaign just for personal radvertisements. So if you've got a message that you'd like to go out just in time for Valentine's Day, we've got you covered. They're also available for last minute booking at the nice price of $69. Speaking of Valentine's Day, this year we're bringing back our tradition of campaign Valentines. We've ordered two sets of Valentines from some incredibly talented artists who we'll be revealing as we reveal our Valentines themselves. And we've already sent out one physical Valentine to our $15 plus backers on Patreon. We'll be releasing two designs as public Valentines that can be used by anyone, and the rest of our designs will be available to Patreon backers. So if you're looking for some campaign flair on Valentine's Day, look no further than the Patreon Archive. And continued speaking about Patreon, uh, we've got some cool rewards coming up for you. Very recently, I sat down with Drew Merzieski and Patrick Rothfuss to talk about Skyjack's Courier's Call. We did an in-depth behind-the-scenes discussion that covers everything from technical notes on the production of Courier's Call, to behind-the-scenes information on decisions made by the performers who made Courier's Call, to extra lore details about Sphere and the Swiftwell Courier service. The conversation itself totaled three hours, so I'm going to be splitting it up and releasing it on the Secret Archive over the next couple weeks. The first one should hit by Friday, and it'll be available to all of our $5 plus backers. Heroes, it very nearly goes without saying that we wouldn't be able to make this show what it is without your support. So from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to offer a huge thanks to everyone who backs us on Patreon already and everyone who's going to back us in the future. Oh, and just a general thank you to everyone in our audience for being understanding about posting a late episode. I really care about the well-being of everyone who makes this show and sometimes you just need more time. And it means the world to me to have a fan base that supports us when we need that. Oh, and one final, final note. As you all know, we're in the process of casting a performer to play Oromar Vale. I've recently spoken to a casting consultant who helped us design a process that I think is going to be fair and will help us find someone wonderful to fill the role. Before then, there are some essential story needs for the character. Our crew has got to speak to him and apologize to him. And because Orimar is fully autonomous and in control of himself, it didn't make sense to make him an inactive participant in the conversation. It became clear to me that designing a good casting process that was going to be fair to everyone involved was going to take longer than us recording the actual story. So coming up, when we talk to Orimar, Orimar is going to be using a form of sign language to communicate with the Captain's Council. I'm hesitant to jump in fully with sign language scenes, because I frankly don't want to be supplying the voice of a character who will soon have a performer that will be making their own autonomous decisions about the character. But we absolutely needed him to be an active participant for this scene. We'll be announcing more about the casting process as we've solidified it. In the meantime, Orimar is going to be actively participating in the show, and hopefully setting up a storyline that whichever performer steps into the role will have the freedom to move to very interesting places.
3: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So,
1: with all of that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. I would like to cut to where the captain is now The captain is in his quarters on the Uhuru and we can see him I think he is actually pacing you know, what we'll say, like, a bit of energy flows from Travis to the captain um, to power the captain's nervous pacing back and forth in front of his desk. He has laid out and open a piece of parchment that is surrounded by crumpled pieces of parchment. There is a fresh quill in some ink and a bunch of other quills scattered around that each have broken nibs. Uh, there are many drafts. He has clearly tried to start here. Some of them have started like already. Like you can see two as the first word, but it gets kind of shaky and unsteady and gets abandoned. One actually says to my love before it, the handwriting starts falling apart. There are two. my dearest. There are to the queen who commands a hundred ships. He is clearly like going through different ways to begin this address. And The way he's pacing is strange. He is also looking out the window to his side, but, The way his body is moving and allowing him to look out the window doesn't feel natural and fluid in the way it would for someone who just happens to live in their body and move it by happenstance of life. I think the way his head tracks out that window is almost flawless, kind of like a bird. Like you know the way they just like, you can move their bodies around, but their head stays almost perfectly mm-hmm. still. Like, I think there's a little bit of that going. Like the captain has figured whatever way to make his head focus on something, but you know, it's being done through whatever commands his soul is issuing to the body. So there's a bit of uncanny valleyness about it, but his face does not show an expression. The only ways that his stress is kind of physically being expressed is through this pacing and through a unconscious flexing and unflexing of his hand. We see the captain stop suddenly, move back over to the desk and start another letter before discarding it as he slips his hand when there is a knock at the door. Frustrated, the captain sweeps everything on the desk, off the desk, sending quills and ink bottles scattering about the room. He strides across the room and opens the door to look down at Wilson. Um, uh uh, captain, uh, sorry, uh, there was uh, a letter sent to you by, uh, the people of Ungoni, uh, and they also sent this, um, I'll just, and the captain, like, his hand is still kind of reflexively flexing. It's clearly something that's involuntary and his fingers dig into the wood at the side of the door a little bit. Mm. And it like cracks. Wilson's like, I'll just go. I'll just go. I'll, <laughs> (laughs) be oh look at this hallway goodbye goodbye (laughs) the captain closes the door turns around to the room and looks down at what's in his hand it is a bottle of whiskey sealed with wax it has a label on it uh, that i think is done up in kind of a printed pattern I kind of figure like that's kind of what we got going for Ungoni we said Ungoni is like pretty colorful so there's a nice pattern for whatever this distilleries label is and a note from the captain's council
0: I want it to be on just like the thickest cardstock
1: oh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, it, 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 it's cardstock that you you really have to flex. Uh, it, it sounds like breaking glass when you crease it. It's just so thick. Um, <laughs> the captain will unseal the letter and look down it. And once again, his expression does not change. We can see his eyes move across the page as he is reading it. He places it on his desk and places the bottle next to it and just stares at it, turns his attention once more out the window. And we can now follow uh, where his vision is tracking out the window once again to the ship that is currently docked opposite his, which is the Tempest the ship of the bandit queen watching the flag that bears her insignia blow in the high winds that whirl around Ungoni I want to cut again. This time, we're cutting to uh, the band playing. I want to know, what's their music like?
0: I think it's punk. It's all percussion. (laughs) Ooh. Ooh, I do kind of like that. I like that. Um,
1: I, I want it to be like a little bit folksy uh, percussion. I think there is a lot of ham boning in what's going on. And, oh, you know what? There is scat. It is like scat percussive uh, like kind of acapella <laughs> experience. It's pretty
2: cool. It's very atmospheric. Ooh, I bet there's like a duet between like a drummer and then the person scatting where it's yes. like you know yeah they
1: are just this is like a group of women in like their late 40s they are just having a blast
0: hey there sky and jackoffs it's Casey your editor I just need to say that
1: I have no fucking idea what to do about that so let's just pretend this
2: next song is everything they described thanks <laughs>
1: One of them is just, like, she's, she's got glasses on, some, like, thick glasses. Uh, she looks like such an office lady, but she is dressed like an office lady going out and having her fun night on the town.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: But it, it creates, like, a, a nice atmosphere in this place. And you are in kind of a secluded sort of booth area, you know, far enough away from the stage that the music isn't dominating everything, but close enough that you can still hear and appreciate it pretty well. Uh, I I think you're separated from the rest of the room by these walls that are kind of made out of woven, interlocking reeds uh, that have uh, roots, uh, that sort of make up the rigid structure of the wall itself. Uh, it does a surprising amount to, like, cut down off of any invading sound from the rest of the room. The thing that I am most curious about is how you have dressed for this meeting.
0: Janet is probably... Well, I mean, once we... The Uhuru did kind of its like docking ceremony. Everybody was in their formal wear for the tempest. Mm. Would we have changed out of that? I, I, I was going to say like he's in his formal wear, but I'm thinking like did Jonna ever have a chance to even we, change yeah, out of probably. that?
3: Probably, yeah.
1: Um, I mean that that's kind of up to you. You know, you you got pulled off to have that that short meeting with Leotoa, so that was probably informal wear, but when you actually started looking for spit, like anything could have happened in that in-between.
0: Yeah, I think, well, there's probably a world where we do the ceremony, we all change, we do our business on, like our first business on Ngoni, and then once we, it's like, oh, we're here to talk to the captain, we're trying to like best foot forward, he changes, he changes right back into his formal attire
1: I mean there is something very charming to me about Jonet like meeting that cool teen when he's in his Sunday best. That's <laughs> very cute. Aww. That's very cute and I think I want to keep that image in my head.
0: <laughs> yes. All right, he's uh, he's been it the whole time.
3: <laughs> I just think Gable has dressed in a way whatever it takes to make themselves seem the least amount of imp- imposing. So probably just very normal, unobtrusive clothes.
1: I like that. I like one of Gable's few shirts that has sleeves. Yes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But also like in a gesture that we just learned, the chest of the shirt is open to show Mm. the heart. Mm. And, you know,
2: boobs out. (laughs) Uh, I feel like Travis... I was, since he was a snake, he was not really in whatever like super formal wear. But he was, was in his but little snake suit. Like he tries. That's true. He tries Just to a formal socks. <laughs> one like silk dress yes. with a little garter belt to, or, like around his neck to hold it up. But I think Travis, in general, tries to keep himself put together. Mm. So I think that he's more or less in his normal clothes, which are quite nice. <laughs> so
1: as you are waiting, I, I I think you have been waiting. You said sundown, right? Yeah, yes. an hour after sundown. Hour I, I think you have been waiting about thirty minutes so far, and like there there is part of you that is wondering if the captain is coming. A a very nervous part of you that feels twisted and sick. And the music stops for a minute and you're, you're kind of left with that feeling of like, okay, you know, after the last song, we said we'd reassess it and it's been a song since then. Should we call it... And at that moment, Oromar rounds the wall. And you can see that Orimar is dressed a bit different. He has mostly been wearing formal clothes for a very long time, you know, for the very practical reasons of as soon as Dref dressed him in something like you kind of didn't want to do anything past that. And it's not like his body was doing any of the things that bodies normally do to soil clothing. So this is a bit jarring to see Oromar in kind of a casual dress. He's in a very loose fitting shirt with, high-waisted pants that are somewhat tight on him uh, because there is a wrap that kind of goes around the middle of his torso. The shirt does kind of like fall open over this wrap. It is a very laid-back casual look. He still has slung at his side his sword and his revolver, but Apart from that, this is a different looking man than you have seen in the past long while. Also, his hair is not as decorated in baubles and trophies as it has been in the past. It's done much lighter and now looks a bit rougher. Normally, the captain, you know, is is done up by dref in your experience and 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 probably since dref has passed like one of you might have tended to him this is very clearly something that he has done himself there is no expression on his face he is still completely unreadable but he takes the bottle of whiskey that was given to him and places it firmly on the table and looks over you all without taking a seat.
0: Jonnet is going to scooch out of his booth and then offer a seat to the captain in his booth.
1: Interesting. The captain takes a look at this. Grabs the belt that is hanging over the wrap that is connected to his scabbard and sheath for his his revolver, and he unbuckles the belt and passes it to Jonet, and takes a seat oh, in the man. booth.
0: This is like Jonet is like taking a friggin' back. <laughs>
1: This is so much heavier, so much heavier yeah, than yeah. <laughs> uh, anything that you have held, especially as if you've ever tried to hold Gable's sword. That's a weirdly light sword. This sword is like just has so much density and weight to it. And the revolver itself, uh, I, I think. Is, it's probably a six shooter revolver which is co- very uncommon most revolvers just have four shots in them so this is an unusual two very unusual weapons that sort of gravitate the action and violence that a person like Oromar must have in their life all the time
0: as we continue this conversation just know that Janet's arms are slowly gonna get more and more tired. As he holds on to these things. But he's I like the John, it's really just gonna. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he doesn't. He's just gonna be like, okay, this is a. Like, just holding these, like, these pieces are just like, it's a huge honor, but he also doesn't know what to do now. So he's just going to, he's not gonna put them down. He's he's sure as shit not gonna put them down. <laughs> so he, he's gonna, like, try to, like, at one point put it underneath an arm. He's gonna be trying all kinds of different stuff. <laughs>
3: I love that. And probably like Gable and Travels Travis keep on giving him the eyes to be like, it's okay to sit. You can sit down. John, it's okay to sit down. Okay. John, it's okay to sit. Down.
1: With that, Ormar holds up his hands and the way they move. There's like a mixture of the lifelike fluidity that uh, Dref had kind of originally worked for months and months to establish in Oromar's movements. And some movements that are too exacting, too uh, not fluid, too automatic, too robotic, that feel like they are completely new movements and they are hand signs that he does for you. These are broad and sweeping gestures that move quickly and efficiently from one place to another because you all have some familiarity with, uh, hand signs. This is, Kind of like if somebody were to just recreate pictures of hand signs that you might see in a book rather than the sort of fluid movement that you would associate with conversational talking. It says simply, I am here and unarmed.
2: As are we.
3: May I translate for the boy?
1: Oromar it looks like his head tries to move in a nod and comes to a point where he struggles. So he'll like move his head forward as though he's going to nod. And then he decides to wink instead. Hmm.
3: So I think like through this conversation, Gable will just be like whispering to Jonathan, mm-hmm. what's happening.
1: If there is a, like a minute of like kind of awkward silence, uh, Oromar, it's
0: like it's a minute of silence, uh, paired with the very subtle like rattle metal rattling of sword and revolver, like slowly like ma- taking their toll on a a fifteen year old's weak weak arms.
1: <laughs> or Oromar uh, signs again in like these kind of blocky signs where. It's very clear that there is a process that he is trying to figure out how to create new movements for himself. And just says simply, You asked me to be here.
3: Yes. And, and, and thank we'll,
2: you for coming. Yes. Okay.
3: Tomorrow we'll be meeting with the Bandit Queen. And I know that this is a very important negotiation. And we, as your council, want to be the best that we can be for you. And so we thought it best to bring our guilt to bear before that meeting occurred.
1: The captain winks at
0: that. Great. (laughs) Captain Vale, in order to uh, be our best for the bandit queen, in order to, I guess, I don't know if I should, No, I'm not going to ask you what we did wrong. I'm going to say what I think we did wrong. It was a mistake to use you to save face with the crew. And can I put these on the table?
1: The captain moves a hand in an accommodating gesture that has that like this gesture has the fluidity that. DREF's programming would have it's it's very much like the same gesture that we'd use, please have a seat.
0: john it f- puts it down, takes a sec, like kind of like hits his arms, gets the circulation back we We used your body when we didn't know that you were still in there, and that's not an excuse, but we did things with you, in your name that you didn't ask for and And we never consulted you on. And that's wrong. You're still the captain. And we want to say we're sorry for that.
3: We all do. But we also know, Jonnet, you are very generous in sharing our blame, but we also know that there are shades of blame here. And us, myself, and Travis, as adults, certainly take on more. And for my part... I take my blame, and Travis will take his.
2: And were Dref here, I'm sure he would take the lion's share. Okay. Not to say that we are not... Ormar will lion. hold up a finger, and that motion is
1: very fluid, and then move into blocky motions once again, signing, we have an understanding. And he makes a sign that you would understand to be like Dref's name places like that to the left of him and kind of slides the message of we have an understanding over to Dref's quadrant. Ooh. <laughs> Spooky.
2: Fun.
3: <laughs> We've spoken with Dref as well. Whatever version of him may currently exist. And he's the one who told us that we Not only is it a good idea to apologize and throw ourselves upon the sword, but that the process of forgiveness will help you join this side. I don't understand it entirely, but we know that your fate is still tied up in the fogs of the other side.
1: The captain winks.
2: (laughs) That being said... We think we perhaps have a way to help you come back more fully if you are uh, willing and interested in trying. If you prefer, we could also try to help you m- move on. Um, we we want to leave There's you a very, like, with the choice st-
1: a quick and dismissive gesture at that.
2: Okay. Loud and clear. And I... I, Hey, I don't blame you. (laughs) This guy loves living.
1: (laughs) I did spend a couple days trying to die, trying very hard to die, quite recently, but now we have
2: the same feelings about living. (laughs) Uh, Me and being alive haven't understood. (laughs) (laughs) I... well, great. Um, and, you know, I think we're all sort of in some very uncharted waters and um, who's to say what will or won't or can or can't work, but we're willing to do everything we can to help you return. We we can get into the nitty gritty of it here if you want, or or we can sort of wait until we've done a little research to see exactly how it would go down but we've got we've got the broad outlines Ormar
1: waits a beat for for you to have finished talking and then signs this is expected
2: the part where we help you or the part where we talk about the specifics or the part where we wait to s- discuss specifics until later
1: Orimar points
2: to Travis
1: and then there's a pause and he signs something that roughly translates to you stole truth from the crew you stole a voice from the crew
3: I take your meaning our betrayal is not just towards one person If the Uhuru is a family, we took the Uhuru's choice of what to do in the face of a mutiny and took that from them and families. Oramar
1: signs a dismissive gesture and points to Gable, Travis, and Jonnet in sequence. And, you know, Dref is still, like, over to his left. And he signs, you stole truth from the crew, and flicks that message to each of your names and then signs, you stole a voice from the crew and flicks that to Travis and Travis
2: alone. Mm. Oh, um, yeah, when I cheated on that vote. I
1: assume. Did we
3: know that?
2: I don't think you did.
0: Oh. Oh, Oh, man. Johnny, did you actually in-game say when I cheated on that vote?
2: Yeah,
0: sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Travis, what are you talking about?
2: <sighs> well, when, when we were voting to fight the Mariner, I might have put a little weight on the scales in the favor of going to fight. What? What was the vote? It was, it was close, right? Yeah, it was very, very close. Well, I don't remember off the top of my head. It was very close. What was it? What was the vote, Travis? I don't remember off of the top of my head, and neither does James, so I don't think I can be blamed for it. Was it against? Oh, what was the Oh, oh, yes, it was against. I thought you meant the specific numbers. No! And I was like, that's crazy. Why would I remember that?
0: We lost two men! We have a code. We there's we're supposed to be a team. We're not supposed to lie to
2: Well and,
1: mm, and, Oh, so it's become complicated, Jonathan. And Orimar, <laughs> uh, Orimar cuts in with you chose for me, you chose for them.
2: Yeah, it's not
1: great. And Orimar pounds the table with a fist.
0: Okay, it's bad. Travis, you can't keep just toying with people. I know. We did something wrong with the, by the captain, but at least then we did it together. You took everyone, the entire crew's lives into your hand, and we lost two. Why did
3: it matter to you? Well, it, it
2: mattered to all of us. Orimar
1: signs again. I voted with you. It mattered to me. Anger. Frustration. And he flicks that emotion off to all of your names. Distrust. And he flicks that off to Travis.
0: Travis, do you
2: respect us? Of course. I just don't... (laughs) I just don't respect myself, you know? So it makes it... It makes it very easy to do things when your whole life is sort of one big slippery slope and that slope is go so, so long. And besides, I lied to the
0: crew and you never knew and you got your vote. I thought that everyone wanted the fight. I thought we were united in that front. I thought it was what the Uhuru wanted. It was
2: also, you know, for the the town to help them, to protect them. That doesn't make it right, but there were a lot more lives in the balance than just the crew.
1: What was the deception with my body for?
2: Well, that was kind of just to try and not make a whole lot of waves and to kind of, you know, save our skin. Again, not great. Sky
3: Jax.
1: We return once again to the long line of colorful characters hoping to join the crew of the Uhuru. Uh, someone comes off of that line, and uh, what do they look like?
2: Um, so she's wearing sort of a, uh, like, an Oktoberfest-style dress with, um, I don't know what the parts of an Oktoberfest dress are, but, you know, they're she's, um, she's wearing an Oktoberfest dress. <laughs> And she's, uh, she does. She looks like she don't take no guff, but uh, she's got a kindness to her.
0: <laughs> Hi, um, thanks uh, so much for, for coming out. Uh, I'm I'm Johnnet. This is Travis Gable Spit. Uh, oh, Travis! Travis is here. You're you're saying
2: that? Oh, just, yes.
0: Um,
3: uh. He's right here next to me.
2: He likes to take a personal touch,
1: really get involved in back and forth tete-a-tete's in these interviews.
0: Also, he is eating a croissant right now, so he might be unresponsive for a little bit. And we,
2: yes, we I do. Uh, I am a very spoon. allergic to croissants, so I will um, probably go into some sort of shock uh, once I'm done. But so he just we loves gave him them a big, so much. a
1: big spoonful of peanut butter, and mm-hmm. it got stuck on the roof of his mouth. So he's eating the croissant to try and get so, things moving in so there. See, You
3: can try and say things, and it looks like he's saying them. It's fun. <laughs> it's a fun little trick. Uh,
2: and, and I did forget my epipen, so um, we, live, you know, it's all downhill from here. We live here. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, I forgot it at, at um, oh, wherever, wherever we were just now, the <laughs> wine place. <laughs> Uh While yeah this is this is fine. Boat. I I do not need to hear all of your uh inner workings of your inter interpersonal relationships. Would you like me to drag this dead body and broken stool out yes, of here please? Um, take this that is, sad doctor. <laughs> this else? is something that I am very used to doing uh from my previous uh occupation which you can see on my uh on my CV.
1: Oh, OK. So you, let's see. Let's see what sort of projects uh, you've managed. Um, well, these all appear to be just drinking holidays,
2: like a big list of uh, various drinking ho- barganalias represented mm-hmm. I've do- on here. I've done bogganalias. I've done Biketoberfests. I've done um, I've done Christmas in July's. Uh, Actually, to
3: remember. Yes, I've seen that. <laughs> I do want to go back and make sure
2: I heard that last one correctly. Biketoberfest, yeah, Biketoberfest. So that's, that's like, a it's thing. Like, yeah, yeah, that is a real thing. Bike Week is in March. Biketoberfest <laughs> is in Biketober. <laughs> I just want. I just wanted to know that the threat of bike is a looming presence that could rear its that's head that, yeah, at yeah, any yeah, point yeah, yeah. Yeah. during this narrative. Okay, all right. Well, uh, and Biketoberfest, of course, is a full work week. <laughs> <laughs> and well, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. what did you say your name was? I didn't actually. Uh, do, do I? Was I given such a such a yes, thing? Yes,
3: I believe it says here. Oh Denali yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, oh, you you are extremely correct. Yeah, Denali Kolsch, <laughs> Uh named after my favorite uh, clan of vampires and my favorite <laughs> beverage. <laughs>
3: The Denali vampires are really—they're—they just keep to themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just saw the film and I wanted to say that I knew that I so.
2: never, I never saw—I uh, saw the first one or two. Uh, I'm sorry, is the first I uh, or zwei. Uh, <laughs> but I never saw the others. But I did read the books.
3: It's about the same. It's just just. You know when you split a a, a a book in half or split a Stein in half, as a as it were, well, the quality of both Steins kind of goes down. Really, it should have just stayed as one Stein. Well, but at least a book
2: holds all the words still when you split it in half. But but then the the Stein sort of all the beer yes, comes the
3: out, flows out. Then you yeah. just have a glass broken in half. Anywho. Uh- <laughs> I'd, I'd like to uh, uh, ask
1: just some of the normal questions uh, that, that I think we, the standard questions that we have, uh, sure. which is, uh, let's say you're uh, working at a new place, a new place of employment, and you notice uh, that one of your coworkers or superiors is a vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do in that scenario?
2: What would you, uh, how would you respond? Well, are they... I don't know, making a ruckus in in the bar, or are they just a vampire who also is just hanging out, sort of? Uh,
1: we'll say they're not
2: making a ruckus, but they are hunting victims. Um, yeah, I mean, as long as it's not happening at the bar, I think that is fine. See, so you'd, okay, okay. you'd only you'd only do something if it was policy. happening at the bar. Well, as far as my work is concerned, or wherever I am employed, you know, if someone, if I'm, if I'm working at a Chili's and someone across the parking lot at the Coles steals a pair of pants, I'm not going to leave the host stand at the Chili's to go apprehend a pants thief. That's fair. It's not in your purview of your position. But let's change the scenario again. I'm you're not going to leave at- the coals to stop someone from stealing from a Chili's. No. <laughs> that was my question. And well, you're well at the Chili's <laughs> you're at the Chili's. Someone
1: emerges from, 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 from the kitchen and the cook comes out and says,
2: stop that person. They've taken my pants. Hmm. Chili's doesn't I'm, sell pants. No, they do not. So that, that is sort of a civil matter then.
0: So I would be I would be uh, hands off there. Ah, even if they run directly past you, and you could potentially easily trip them up, and yeah, you know, it's just hands well. Off? But
2: here's here's the thing: I would then I I personally and Chili's as a corporation could be held liable for any injury done on the property, and that is not a risk I am willing to take.
3: That's fair. It's good to as an employee to set boundaries to. Uh, avoid scope creep in your position. Yeah, if if you are a bar maiden, you shouldn't be cooking or doing sous-chefery because that is not in your job description. And if it were, you would be compensated as such. But people, employers rely on you to not say anything. Let's say you're the
1: president of Chile and you can see across the border... Uh, <laughs> oh, Yeah, please,
2: a... please tell me what country. <laughs> Brazil. Okay. Uh, you I, can I, see I need to verify. In Brazil. Uh, I don't think that's they're... correct. Is that not correct? I think they're on opposite coasts. Oh boy! I thought Brazil stretched down very far, and oh boy, Uh, oh no, oh
3: that's That's, about that's that is an extreme (laughs) gnome Jesus, Chile is that is a comical on the 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 opposite side and down from Brazil. (laughs) A hilarious no. no.
2: (laughs) Uh, Perhaps you're thinking of Peru or Bolivia or uh, Argentina, or... I, I was thinking of Argentina.
3: Okay. You can't just say you were thinking of Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ava Perone. There aren't that as was... many
2: countries in South America as, as you would think. As I would ones. think. That's all. Brazil is big, though. It's huh. very big. It's very big.
3: Now I'm doing it. Now I'm doing the German accent. It's very infectious.
2: How, how is, well, thank you. I, you know, I've I've heard that, um, you know, sarcastically that I'm good at accents, which I take to mean I'm bad at, at them. Um, but we're all doing our best, you know. And um, I think this is okay, especially since I did no prep and I haven't heard anyone speak with a German accent, in a, in quite some time. I think it's going decently. Thank you. Thank you for your support.
3: I'm a yes. <laughs> on what grounds? I need someone to pour my steins. I have all this Stein discourse that no one to talk to about.
0: <laughs> well, okay, if you were to be on the ship, and yeah. I don't know, some like uh, z- some of the kids had like good days, and they were they were really uh, on their hustle. Uh, throughout the day, could they potentially get uh a stein of uh of some of the the good stuff?
2: Uh, well, of drink? course,
0: why not? Okay, great, yeah. cool. You're in. <laughs> Glue vine for everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, no, I, I am a hard no on any
1: spiced wines or 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 mulled beverages. What why
0: why? It's hard stance, Spit. They
1: make
2: me sleepy.
0: Ah. Well, don't drink them. They don't That's as it's, it's as
2: simple as that. Or, or when you want to take a little nappy, you drink one and then you drift off to sleepy town.
3: What do you think, Travis? <laughs>
0: How is it
3: still? I got a I glass go of water right there. Okay. <laughs> Or they- if if Travis has an allergic reaction as a snake, does the tube just like grow? Get <laughs> <it> all swollen up. <laughs>
2: you can you like can bigger bigger tube. Tube. well you can grab him by the tail and then just sort of like squeeze like, it like out. A tube of toothpaste, <laughs> and then you can you can just squeeze the allergens out of his mouth. <laughs> I think we're good for that one. Uh, so was was, was that a, a a yeah or a nine? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. I mean, that was two yes. There's nothing I could have done to stop that. Two yes
1: and one crew member had peanut butter in his mouth,
0: which is a yes. Ah, we've
1: we've a, all
2: been there. Yes. There's a hot streak right now. A hot streak. Well, let's let's end it now. I'm better.
3: <laughs> I'm so, not sick.
1: Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter at at CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. Do you love Star Wars but kind of wish you didn't? Then join us on the Expounded Universe podcast as we read through all the old Star Wars novels that took the galaxy far, far away that you know and love and turned it into a place where Han Solo can punch a giant otter and Luke Skywalker almost gets eaten by a giant gold-plated pillar of Dinty Moore beef stew. Did you like Princess Leia? Well, too bad! Now she's a space racist! Don't believe me? You'll just have to listen to find out on Expounded Universe. You can find more great gaming shows over at oneshotpodcast.com. Like Design Doc. Join hosts Hannah Schaefer and Evan Roland as they redesign their first role-playing game. Design Doc is an experiment in public participatory analog game design. It's fun, it's messy, and you're invited along for the ride. Jonette Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Tyler A. Dave. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Matago was played by Johnny O'Mara, who could be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. I am James D'Amato, your host and Game Master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG, or on my other podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at ARNE. P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at atptunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y-P-O-N-E-Y. Or on his own podcast, Neoscum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Fiona Pup. The world of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The game used in this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system that was created by a talented group of game designers who were fired by a private equity firm owning Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes.
3: Strangers, who've ever been kind, and once for our friends ne'er to rise. Twice
2: to the dearest we're leaving behind, who know we can never deny the call of the sky.